0: What do you think about the queen
1: i don't know i really know not much about the royals the royals i don't know
0: much about her either except that like anytime you see her on tv or even or like in movies or something it's just like she's four feet of like don't fuck with me
1: (laughs) like (laughs) pretty much yeah Welcome to the Infernal Mafia. That's Kayla, and that's Sarah. Today we're gonna
0: double your trouble. <laughs> We've got very special guests on the show today.
1: Yay! We have Gabby and Emma, or Emma and Gabby. From the. Or do you say Gabby and Emmer? Or.
0: Don't don't British people don't that sometimes they put an R on the end of.
1: A's, i think you're right? thinking of australian people <laughs> <laughs> uh whoops I, and i know australian people definitely do half of our british british audience just turned us
0: off <laughs> sorry
1: They're like i'm out of here
0: uh i do want to welcome all the new listeners if we have any l- new listeners from the big fat negative podcast welcome to the infertile mafia
1: you're You're welcome here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it's funny that between the four of us, we say that word I-N-F-E-R-T-I-L-E three different ways.
1: Uh, Infertility? Infertility. Well, infertile. Oh, infertile. Sorry.
0: Yeah, because I say infertile with the emphasis on the fur and I feel like sometimes you, Sarah, say infertile.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you're infertile. Right.
0: No, they, they both they both <laughs> communicate the same thing. And then Gabby and Emma say
1: infertile. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they're proper. Right. That makes sense. Totally. Yeah. Um, British people
0: always sound proper to Americans. Mm-hmm. So I- even if they're not, they sound... They sound proper. (laughs) Well, speaking of accents, though, you know, remember the other day when we were talking about British accents and we were saying how we can't distinguish like between different and then you were saying that you could. And the more I thought about it, I was like, yes, I I guess I kind of can. (laughs) I thought about the movie My Fair Lady.
1: Yeah. She has a Cockney accent. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. She's like, oh, hello. (laughs) The so, rain in
0: Spain stays mainly in the plain. Yeah,
1: no, but Cockney is yeah, the working class. I think it's an area. Yeah, Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything. But I really. thought
0: of, I thought of that movie and I was like, "Oh yeah. Okay. I and know when what he you teaches mean." teaches her how to speak properly. The rain in Spain stays mainly in the plain.
1: Okay, so it's a native of East London. So maybe they talk in a
0: different accent on the west side of London.
1: Maybe they're more proper.
0: All the people that are listening from London are dying right now. Their ears are bleeding hearing <laughs> us talk about London. Okay. <laughs> you know what else, you know what else Gabby and Emma say a lot? What? They say they say mate. And I thought that was an Australian thing. I must have gotten these things mixed
1: up. No, I think They're they like, say that in Australia too. Well, I know, but
0: <laughs> apparently they say it in Great Britain as well.
1: Yeah, because the British guy on the Vanderpump Rules says "mate." Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Ah. So. So it's a thing. Yeah. Good day,
0: mate. <laughs> I know that's My Australia.
1: Favorite? Yeah, that's a uh, crap.
0: <laughs> My favorite, one of my favorite things that they say, though, is the word journey, because you and I both know how we, well, neither one of us are huge fans of the word journey. Like, if you notice, we almost never say it. But when they say it, they totally, I feel like they must have the same sentiment as us, because when they say the word journey, they always, especially Emma throws it out like a valley girl. She's always like, journey. (laughs) journey, journey. (laughs) So I think they must have a similar love-hate relationship with that word.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is descriptive of going through things, I guess, you know. Of course. That's why people use it.
0: Yeah, to me, it's just, it's after being in the community for this long, it feels overused. It's one of those words that sort of, like, makes me cringe at this point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I know no, what you mean. No
0: hate, but you yeah. Um, so yeah, we decided to team up with Gabby and Emma ahead of um, National Infertility Awareness Week because the theme this, this week, this year, is hashtag infertility uncovered. That's right, Sarah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we just felt like what better way to, I don't know, in our own way, bring the community together than to collaborate with um, with those two ladies. Because, I mean, if you think about it, they're technically our competition, but we yeah. don't think of them that way. <laughs> no. I mean, we think it's great that there are other resources out there for people. Um, that, and, and we think it's awesome what they're What they're doing there, Um, the difference between us and them is that they are like, if you start at the beginning of their podcast, they kind of take you through their IVF journey the whole way through. And so that's a brave thing to do. I do think it's easier to talk about on the other
1: side, like you and I are on, Sarah.
0: So I think it's a cool thing that they're doing.
1: But yeah. if you want to see us go through it, it's all on video on YouTube.
0: <laughs> right, we did, we did this four years ago in a different with a different venue.
1: <laughs> does that make you feel so, old? No. Oh, okay. Not really. Nah. <laughs> Not nah. It didn't. But now it does. Nah. <laughs> right.
0: Well, now that you mention it. <laughs> So we did a podcast swap basically. We asked them some questions. They asked us some questions. So if you want to hear our portion um, of the you know our, the questions that they asked us, go tune in to their podcast that's also out today that is featuring us. So just did a fun little podcast swap. But, but before we before we play their clip though, uh, I wanted to share a few or talk about a few. Uh, those the Brits have some pretty solid infertility stories.
1: They do. Oh, well, they have
0: a long history in general, though. <laughs> they do. They're slightly older than us <laughs> Americans.
1: <laughs> that is that's uh. true. And well, I think they might have less regula- regulations on like going through new scientific stuff too. Oh, you think so? I do.
0: Well, that would make sense. That then they uh, they get to the the claim of I mean they got the they got the big one the Moby Dick of them all Louise Brown the
1: first IVF baby. Do you think she would appreciate being called the Moby, <laughs> Moby Dick? Dick. <laughs> she's just a normal uh, person, and she's I famous know. because she was the first IVF baby.
0: I know. We've talked
1: about that. We have heralded Louise. We celebrated her
0: on her birthday last year. <laughs> She's probably like, I'm just here living my life because she can't hide her age. We know you're 40, Louise, about to be 41. <laughs> yeah. Aw. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> I mean, hey, she wrote a book. Go show her some love. You can find for it on her. Amazon. Yeah. We but, did. Well, and, yeah. and her sister. I forget sister's name, but she got no love because she was like the 16th baby. <laughs> IVF baby. <laughs> not in that family.
1: Oh. Yeah. Oof. In that family. I mean, ever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so there's Louise Brown. But, and I guess this guy, he's, it's not really a thing about infertility, but I wanted to mention Henry VIII.
1: Yeah, he was the one king who of England. killed his wives, right?
0: Yeah, that fucker was a real piece of work, let me tell you. and What an idiot. So, yeah, the reason I felt like uh, he's worth bringing up is because, yeah, he had six wives. And even though he was... Inc- their infidelity was rampant, you know? I mean, he's king, he can do whatever the F he wants. But his second wife... And something
1: I don't know. And Boyle, is that right?
0: Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, was beheaded simply because of her quote inability to bear him a son. Which I quote. I quote that from an article I read. Which I'm like, um, this is 2019. It was not her inability to bear him a son. It was his inability to shoot the Y chromosomes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What like it was all his fault. And he just killing the wives. I mean,
0: but also, don't you think that's a bit extreme, you know? Like, I could see some frustration. Oh, I want a son to cut your wife's head off. It just seems like a bit of an overreaction, if you will.
1: Yeah. Well, he couldn't get (laughs) divorced, so. True. That's why. So
0: I guess you gotta kill him. <laughs> what I mean? I mean Henry's sort of Protestants have him to thank so <laughs> for the Reformation. I mean,
1: oh,
0: for everyone that can get divorced, you have Henry to thank. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. I mean, Sarah, do you
0: not do you not know? No. About, oh, okay. <laughs> we won't go into history right now. Just.
1: Yeah, I'm sure I've heard about this. I just don't remember.
0: So I'll give you a quick, I'll give you the very quick, 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 quick thing. So the Catholic Church was the church in England. Right. And then Henry comes along and he wants to divorce his wives. And the Catholic Church was like, no, you can't do that. And so what did he do? He's just like, um, screw you, Catholic Church. I'm going to start my own church. And then he started the Church of England. Okay. Which eventually led to the Protestant uh, Reformation.
1: That sounds very familiar. (laughs) It should. It's kind of a major part of (laughs) British history. (laughs) Wow. Wow.
0: (laughs) Anyway. Okay. Let's switch gears real quick before we play Gabby and Emma's um, clip here. Because we got an email recently from, who is it from? I don't remember her name
1: she might Uh, not even want us to say it on the podcast that's true about the sperm extractor Ugh. did you watch the video yeah i mean i watched it of course when it was shared or maybe i shared it i don't remember uh (laughs) like months ago Uh uh-huh
0: um she was just she knows i love a good jerk-off room story and she's like hey kayla i'm just gonna leave this right here and these machines called sperm extractors <laughs> and okay here's the thing okay, it's a machine that men can use when they're giving a sperm sample specimen whatever and it's just the, it's this machine that's supposed to simulate a vagina <laughs> and it makes this squishing squeezing Ew. motion i thought you were going to say okay, sound Well, I'm sure it makes that kind of sound, too. Like a... And, like... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But here's the thing. The clip, the video clip is like, this is for men who are too embarrassed to give a sperm sample. It's like, how is them going into a clinic and using this machine less embarrassing (laughs) than just... Jacking off themselves,
1: yeah. That no, they just wanted an excuse to make a machine that would do this. Come on.
0: And the I I also couldn't take it seriously. I kept laughing because the music was like, do, 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 it was it it was like it was out of a sitcom, like a a a scene where someone's about to fall down, and like
1: you know, it was like so. I don't you know think I, mean? I. I don't think I watched with the sound on. Oh, well, you should. It makes it that much better. I don't usually watch <laughs> Facebook videos with the sound on.
0: We should reshare it in the Facebook group. Okay. Um. So you had a. Speaking of Facebook, you had a Facebook story. Okay. For
1: me real quick. So someone shared an article about like twenty-year-olds who uh, didn't know that they were pregnant, and the girl thought I can't remember what was going on, but. It was one of those I didn't know I was pregnant and then had the baby at the hospital and everyone's like, this is lies. She had to have known this is all for the fame. <laughs> so last week, I was at the grocery store on Friday night getting frozen pizza and boxed wine because I'm classy. And, Dinner of champions. Yes, and I ran into one of my best friends from elementary school. She was like in our little girl group. I think she was Ginger Spice, I wanna say. And uh, (laughs) I was like, hey. Speaking of Great Britain. Yeah, I was like, hey, how are you? I haven't seen you since I like, you're not working at that store you used to work at where I'd see you often. And she's like, yeah, no, uh, I had a baby. And I was like, what? And I was trying to do the math in my head. I'm like, when was the last time I saw her? She's like, yeah, I didn't know I was pregnant. Uh, oh. No, I, she, I believe her. I believe her. I, I believe her, too. I believe her, too. She went to the hospital when, thinking, like, she thought she had stomach cancer. Oh, my gosh. Because of all the digestive issues. And then she went to the hospital, had a seizure... Because she was fully eclamptic, she was past pre-eclampsia,
0: had oh my a seizure, gosh.
1: woke up a day later, and she had had an emergency C-section. And, oh my gosh! I mean, the baby was taken to um, a bigger hospital. Baby was fine. She was fine. Of course. Yeah, full term, thirty-eight weeks, <sighs> <laughs> and now she has a baby. <laughs> i just have to bite my tongue at these types of stories and she took it she said she took a pregnancy test uh, she would have been seven months pregnant and it came out negative and she still had her period okay the whole time. i
0: don't believe that no that's those are lies those that's what she said lies. she's a liar <laughs> i don't know No, listen, I can believe that some women don't know that they're pregnant. And when people are like, how could you not know that you didn't have a period for blah, blah, blah? I'm like, have you ever met a woman with PCOS? They go nine months sometimes without a period. But so I could could go that far with some stories that you may not know for a while. Now, when you get to like late term pregnancy... And if she said she still was having a period.
1: Yeah. Uh, she said that. No. I, it was like, so you didn't look pregnant. She's like, I only gained 10 pounds and it was right after Christmas. So I thought I had just ate a lot. <laughs> I was like.
0: How what? did you keep a straight face?
1: I think I was making a face like this. Which <laughs> <laughs> This is great for podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> like a, that wide open su- eye emoji yeah, face. the surprise face where you're like, oh, tell me more. <laughs> but you really didn't know? You just thought you had yeah. stomach cancer? Why didn't That's you crazy. go to the doctor?
0: No, here's what's crazy about that for a person who's gone through infertility it it's unfathomable to us that you wouldn't know that you're pregnant <laughs> i mean i get that it happens but it's crazy and then on top of that for her to go through that and have these major health problems you know where she has the seizure and she has preeclampsia and has the c-section da 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 and then wakes up and everything's fine and baby is perfectly fine it's just one of those it's like out of a movie and you can't even
1: yeah it, I you're don't just know. like
0: you can't even believe it
1: yeah <sighs> if you heard her telling the story you'd be like yeah I don't know she uh she's always been pretty does she have a few screws loose or what's going
0: on <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay well there you go <laughs>
1: I mean, you said she was Ginger Spice. Wasn't she the see one? Yeah, I thought that was Baby Spice, but... Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh,
0: speaking of uh, speaking of pregnant... Oh, I don't know if I should say this, but... Uh, well, no, you guys, you you just... You go, if you don't know already, or if you haven't listened before, go listen to the Big Fat Negative po- podcast after you listen to this clip from Gabby and Emma. <laughs>
2: Oh my god. Hello guys. Hello, we're from Big Fat Negative.
3: We live in England, in London.
2: In London. London. Where we drink tea with the Queen. Oh all the time. All the bloody time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um sorry guys. Go did you go northern? You just went
2: well northern. Oh dear.
3: I didn't mean oh to. dear. Oh no. Oh no. That's How the many... other
2: part of the country. We don't go up there.
3: No, we don't. No. Um Hi guys. Hey. It's uh we it's a new audience for us. Yeah. We are really excited to be featuring on the Infertile Mafia podcast. Excited and a little nervous. Yes, true. Yeah. Very true. Um so just to give us another proper intro, we are Emma and Gabby from
2: well you're gabby and i'm emma
3: yes yeah yeah i'm gabby (laughs) (laughs) um big fat negative is a podcast about infertility ivf and the trials of trying for a baby yeah which is not dissimilar to infertile mafia yeah i feel like those girls and we have a lot in common when it comes to attitude attitude yeah
2: yeah you're so right
3: we just don't take shit when it comes to infertility
2: yeah and also we think it's stupid that people um there's just men in rooms all over the country having a wank and no one's laughing at them
3: yeah come on
2: come on just like laugh at yourselves lads
3: yeah it's hilarious the things we go through yeah are at times heartbreaking but then when you get through it you realize that was fucking hilarious that's a great anecdote (laughs) exactly
2: Um, So, we're going to answer some questions from the Infertil Mafia girls. Yes. Um, And shall I ask the first question you can answer it? Go for it. Okay. Gabs. Hit me. Um, Why did you decide to start a podcast about infertility?
3: Oh, interesting. Uh. Well, actually, I think it was uh, you that decided to start a podcast about infertility because you said it to me long before I had started to realise that I was going through it. And then fast forward... I'm going to say a year and a half later, Mm -hmm. I had gotten married and tried for a baby for a year unsuccessfully. Mm -hmm. And we were on holiday and we were like, why don't we just do this podcast idea?
2: Yeah, well, I, I think it was mainly that I had a really great name for it.
3: You did have a really great name for it. That's very true.
2: That was basically it. Was name first, then BFN concept
3: afterwards. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But I think why did we actually want to do it? Probably because um, we're both journalists, and so our kind of natural inclination when we come across something interesting, exciting, or traumatic is to create content out of it. Mm -hmm. And and not only does doing that help us, which it does, which it does massively. It turns out it also helps lots of other people. Yeah. So, so that was it, really.
2: And we get really nice messages from people every week. We do. Which also helps us.
3: It does help. I Yeah, I definitely think I haven't cried as much as I did before I started the podcast.
2: Well, what about tears of happiness?
3: Oh, lots of tears of happiness. Yeah. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I have cried. But, yeah. like, I was crying on the regs pre-podcast.
2: No, it's just, what, once a week? Twice
3: yeah. a week, <laughs> just once a day now instead yeah. of three times a day. No, it's um, it's yeah. I think it's helped on multiple levels. So cool. It's also good to have a creative outlet for shit that's happening. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Second question. Give us a brief thirty seconds history of your TTC journey. Journey. Journey.
2: We always say journey, but um, I feel like yeah. that's the wrong audience.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So Emma, Emma always says "journey" in a kind of Valley journey. Girl accent, which it's all about the
2: vocal fry. It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, can I start? Yeah, you start. Okay, I had had been trying for a baby for three and a half years. Mm-hmm. I did three rounds of clomid. Our right. old friend clomid. Oh dear. I started IVF in 2017. Right. Um. So I've been trying from 2015. I started IVF in 2017. I had my eggs taken out in September 2017. I had my first transfer in December 2017. That didn't work. Um, Then I had not one, not two, but three cancelled rounds. Cancel transfers because of various fuckery. Um, And then in November 2018... Almost to the day, a year after I had my first transfer, I had my second transfer, and it worked. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that's now, amazing. Now I'm pregnant. Yay. Yay.
3: Why did you have to have uh, IVF, Emma?
2: Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so, combo. My dear husband has something called Robertsonian translocation. If you know what it is, then uh, I'm really Sorry. If you don't know what it is, it's like a, a genetic disease that um, could lead to increased risk of Down syndrome and or frequent miscarriage. Um, and on my side, I had really bad appendicitis when I was a kid, um, got block tubes from that and basically they were just so like stagnant and mouldy that they wouldn't work.
3: Oh dear. That was Paint a lovely seconds. picture, Emma. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that wasn't thirty seconds or less, and I apologise. Oh dear. Yeah. Gabriella. Uh
3: yeah. So um my husband and I got married. We started trying for a baby. So far so normal. Um a year into it, obviously it hadn't worked. So we went to the doctor and had some kind of initial tests. Um, and basically mine all came back fairly normal. Um my husband's came back pretty poorly um he has very bad morphology so the first test we did was one percent and you know since then it's kind of gone up and down a little bit but ranges between one and three it was five percent actually last time we did it so he has made some improvements Mm -hmm. but um so that kind of gave us a diagnosis of male factor infertility and since then We've kind of, we tried naturally for another bit longer um, because doctors seem to think that we can get pregnant naturally, despite the fact that it hasn't happened. And after a while, we decided to go for it. And in December, no, in January of this year, we started IVF and we had egg collection and got quite a few eggs, fewer embryos. We got four, four, five day blastocysts by the end of it. And, um, but because of OHSS risk, I didn't do a transfer. And I'm currently about to do my first frozen embryo transfer.
2: Oh my God. I
3: know. So exciting. After I get back from New York.
2: Ah, yeah. You're going going across the pond. I know. You're venturing over. I'm so excited.
3: (laughs) Um, Okay. Next question is, what's the best thing about nationalised healthcare, otherwise known as the NHS, which Uh, if you've ever listened to our podcast, we talk about a lot.
2: We complain about a lot as well. We do. Um, The NHS has saved my life twice, Um, and it's got me pregnant, and I haven't had to pay for any of it, so that's probably the best thing.
3: Pretty bloody excellent.
2: (laughs) When um, the shit is really hitting the fan, when you're dying, the NHS is like an amazing, slick operation.
3: Mm. Yeah, it's... Look, it's... It's an amazing resource, and we know that we are speaking to people who probably have to pay for their healthcare and astronomical yeah. sums. I imagine. Yeah. So we are incredibly grateful for the NHS. It's fantastic, but obviously, <clears throat> like any state-funded um, body, yeah, it's got its challenges. It's drastically underfunded, massively. But that said, um, you know, every time I every time I need the NHS, it's it's, it's yeah. Pull it's played a blinder, basically.
2: Yeah. I've had mixed experiences. At the beginning of this pregnancy I was told twice that it was failing by nurses who went, I'm just being honest. Mm. And I was like, Maybe if, uh, if I'm honest, fuck off. Yeah. Um yeah, I I mean I've you know, I've really had this whole spectrum of experience. Yeah. But it saved my life twice and got me pregnant. So End of story. Can't maybe. really complain.
3: Yeah, I've I've had a great experience so far on, Yeah. with my infertility journey. So um so I can't really complain. So what are the best things about it? Probably that it's there for you when you need it. Yeah, and it's free. And it's free. Yeah, I remember my friend hurt her back during the summer and it was on a Saturday night out and we had to spend, I'm going to say, eight hours in A&E, which was deeply unpleasant. Oh, this is the thing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: When I basically had a heart attack, I remember being like, shall I go to to, um, the emergency room? Like, my heart was going at like 250 beats a minute. (laughs)
3: I was um, gonna say you're gonna have to qualify that comment that you had yeah, a heart attack.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my heart was going at 250 beats a minute, and um, and I like there's a phone service that you phone up to like check. You don't have to, but I do because I'm conscientious to check whether you should go to the mm. emergency room. And um, and I phoned them, and it was like maybe 11 o'clock at night, maybe midnight, and they were like, "Please go to hospital immediately." And I was like, hung up, and I was like, said to my husband, like, "Oh, I've got to go to hospital." And this is, like, while my heart is going mental. And he was like, do we need to? And I was like, I don't know. I don't, we're going to be there for, like, five hours. And then... Um, so you took your he, chances? Well, he was like, come on, we're going. And I was like, oh, I just want to go back to bed. And he was like, no, come on, we're going. So he got me in the car. We got there. And they triaged me. Ooh. They were like, "Um, what's wrong with you? And I was like, it's my heart. And they were like, what's wrong with your heart? And I was like... It's going really, really fast and it won't stop. And then they were like, have you got any pain in your arm? And I was like, yeah, loads. And they were like, okay. And I was literally sat down in the waiting room for one minute and then they were like, "Um, Emma. And I went through and (laughs) the guy um, had to like figure out what was wrong with me. So it was like, I guess that was the triage and the first Mm. thing was the receptionist. Um, And he, so he like took my pulse and went white. Oh, God. And he was like, OK, I'm going to take you through to resus now, which is like the kind of serious emergency thing. He was like, can you can you stand? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Wow. And he was like walking through. And as we were walking through, he was like grabbing stuff and being like, come here, come here. But he was trying to be really quiet and calm about it. Oh, my God. But he was That's like, terrifying. he'd gone so pale. And they got me on a bed and they were like, OK. And they just started like plugging needles into me and like plugging stuff onto me. And I was like, is everything all right? And it, this is literally, this This is the best NHS service I've ever had. I've never had such speed. Yeah. It's so you amazing. need to be
3: serious to get speed, basically. Yeah, exactly. Fair but enough.
2: All you need to do is have a minor heart attack. <laughs> That's all it it's takes. It's not really a heart attack. It's superventricular tachycardia, but... Wow. Heart attack sounds cooler. Anyway. Um, how does a paid IVF cycle work? Are there certain rules, restrictions, requirements?
3: Ooh. I mean, yes. Yes. <laughs> um. So... In England, obviously, the NHS is supposed to offer um, IVF to couples that have been trying unsuccessfully for, I think it's two years.
2: Yeah. So the, uh, we have this body called NICE, the National Something of Something Something Care. <laughs> <laughs> and it decides, it kind of provides guidelines to um, NHS bodies all over the UK. So these these bodies, are like, locally, mm. they're, they're kind of um, done in... Of what you get I guess regions? in the US. yeah, their regions. Um and they provide guidelines and they say anybody who's been trying for two years, up to the age of forty I think. Yeah, should get three free rounds of IVF. Yes. And that is um egg and then transfer of all egg? Egg removal. <laughs> What's the word? Egg extraction egg retrieval <laughs> egg retrieval <laughs> that is egg retrieval and then transfer of all embryos that result three times,
3: yeah, but in reality that doesn't happen because because as we said the NHS is underfunded um lots of the local NHS trusts uh, offer a lot less, most of them offer one round, some of them have stopped offering it completely yeah. um so it's it kind of depends where you live we call it the postcode lottery, yeah. Here. As to zip whether... code lottery yes there yes. we go translation there yeah um so how does paid for work well obviously I think similar to the USA there's lots of fertility clinics in the UK and you can take yourself along to one of those and pay them enorm- enormous sums of money yeah to to have IVF mm-hmm. and that that tends to get you um some treatment
2: yeah but not always pregnant
3: but not always pregnant sadly no what is the public attitude in the UK about fertility treatments?
2: Um, I think generally positive. Like, I think when I first started doing IVF, um, I think a lot of my friends just assumed it was going to work. They just assumed, like, I was going to get pregnant. Yeah. Which I did after two years. <laughs> but, but you know, I think they, they all thought it was, like, a fast process. Like, you go in and see the doctor and say, I can't have a baby, and they just put one in you there and then.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think... um. I think, well, because because it is offered in many cases for free on the NHS and because the NHS is underfunded, a lot of people get a bit shirty about that, that, the, that the IVF shouldn't be offered as part of that because obviously the NHS doesn't have much money. Why are they spending it on infertile women?
2: Yeah, and those people can fuck off and die, can't they? Yeah, yeah.
3: we don't like those people. Um, but I think more broadly, it's, I guess, I think awareness is growing. There seems to be lots talked about it at the moment and i'm sure it's the same in the states actually but um but there's a lot there seems to be lots of articles in the press um and i think people are realizing that it's something that's going to become really common because Mm -hmm. obviously infertility is rising so more and more people are going to have to have ivf so i think generally people are okay with it
2: yeah i think i think that's just a misconception that it's really easy when it's not yeah um okay gabs for you, what has been the worst thing about infertility?
3: Um, I, think, I think it's the kind of, when you decide to start trying for a baby, in your brain, you kind of do all this kind of readiness. Like you prepare, you prepare for it. How is it gonna work when that happens? Like what cradle will I buy? What maternity brand where will I clothe myself in? How will work? You know how will I do it with work, you know, and you you go through this whole process of working out how it's gonna go down, and then it doesn't and I just felt like it wasn't even necessarily that I didn't have a baby; it was more that all of these plans I'd put in place were just utterly redundant, like it was, and all of these kind of dreams that I'd made, and the amount of time that I'd spent thinking about names. Like, oh, so much time thinking about names. I sp- I still do that, like, a lot. Um, I think every month when that's kind of ripped away from you again and it's like, it's just so crushing that, um, yeah, I think that's the kind of, for me, the worst bit about it.
2: It's the feeling of being stuck. Yes. Um, I've said this a few times on the podcast, but it's like being on your... Uh, we're, we're from the UK, we have train problems, all right? Um, it's like you're stuck on a train, like some of your friends are in one station ahead of you, the kids station, and some of you are some of your friends are in there like we're having a party still we don't want kids station, mm. and you're like stuck in between, and it's horrible because you can't get in touch with anyone, and you can't be in either part in either group and yeah, you
3: can't they can't empathize with you you yeah. can not empathize with them. It's very isolating it
2: is I think mean, for me, it was definitely the cycle of misery. Mm. They're like, hope, grief, hope, grief, hope, grief. Mm. And I was glad when that went away for a bit.
3: Yeah, I think one of the things, so I, in my head, decided that when I got pregnant and went on mat leave, that I would then go freelance um, as, um, you know, in my working life. and And eventually, after a while, I just decided to just do it. Mm-hmm. So that's been quite helpful, you know, just like I've been putting my life on hold, hoping for this to eventually happen. I'm just going to make it happen now. Um, so that's been one way of kind of dealing with that side of things. But yeah, but yeah it is. I mean, it's still, you know, so you could go on about what the worst thing about infertility oh, is. Oh, yeah. It just fucking sucks really, doesn't it? It's, it's just bollocks. It's crap. And pregnancy yeah. announcements. That's the other worst bit, oh. obviously. Um... What's something positive that you've gained or learned through the experience of infertility? Um,
2: my new friends. Oh, yeah. I think. We've just we've got this amazing Instagram community and I know that you guys in the US have the same. And everyone's awesome. Yeah, it's true. And they're so nice.
3: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of support out there. I think at first, infertility can be really isolating, especially if you're not telling people about it, which I know a lot of people don't. Um but, yeah, then all of a sudden we discovered this community and it was like, oh, my God, opened up this whole new world. People to hang out with, people to mm-hmm. share things with. It was just fantastic.
2: And also I think I found out that I'm stronger than I thought I was.
3: That's also good.
2: Yeah. So are you, mate.
3: Mm. <laughs> For me, I think the podcast has been a huge thing. I know we've already yeah. talked about the podcast, but that, to me, I'm really proud of it. And it's something that I'm glad I've had the opportunity to do. Yeah. So, So, yeah, like it's a shit situation but we've created something quite good out of it so
2: yeah i hope so yeah i'm quite pleased um how do we know each other Ooh. Ooh, this actually links up with the next question as well which is what are your professions
3: yeah so we used to work together we did because we are journalists we are business journalists uh-huh. and we used to work together in a place called management today magazine yeah. which sounds really really dull but it's not but it's not
2: i went to rwanda you did go to rwanda
3: yeah and all of the stories that we used to write would have like a little joke and a bit of sarcasm in them so it was kind of like fun writing them
2: yeah it was it was a really fun magazine to work for actually yeah um and then and now i work for like a big u.s media company
3: whose name should remain
2: whose name is redacted because they told me i'm not allowed to talk about it (laughs)
3: Yeah. And I've just gone freelance. So I'm writing. I do a lot of content for agencies. So writing for brands, mm-hmm. but also still writing um, business journalism as well. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what we do. And we have fun. And we do BFN. And we do BFN. That is our job now. too. <laughs> takes up
2: a lot of time.
3: It sure does. <laughs> it's all joy joyful time. Um, so what are your professions? We've covered that. Yeah. Tell us about Mr. Gabby and Mr. Emma.
2: Shall I, shall I start? You probably should. Okay, Mr. Emma is, um. imagine if you will, Jon Snow <laughs> from Game of Thrones, but like with a much scragglier beard and
3: worse clothes. Do you mean, yeah, because he's got a similar accent, right? He's got a
2: really similar accent and quite similar hair. Yeah?
3: Yeah. And he's good looking. Thanks, mate.
2: Yeah. I think so. Yeah, he's very good looking. He's a handsome man. Um, yeah, like all his um, colleagues used to call him John Snow. John Snow. John Snow. <laughs> and he's from North of the Wall as well.
3: He is from North of the Wall, that's very true.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's basically what he's like. Um, he is at work today. Oh. Because he works in the movies. He works in the movie industry. Yeah. It's very cool. Well, he's a cool guy. Yeah, he is. Tell us about Mr. Gabby.
3: Uh, well, Mr. Gabby, uh, funnily enough doesn't like me to use his name on our podcast. He does not. So I will refrain from using his name on this podcast as mm-hmm. well. But he is um the opposite of John in that he's a bit of a cockney sparrow, which is like, yeah, he means is. he's like born and bred in London. <laughs> he's got a real London accent. He's a bit of a cheeky chappy. And uh, he is a, he works in design in yeah. branding. And he did our um thumbnail for our podcast. He's done all our... Yeah, all branding so and stuff. He's got a he's got a job on his hands. Very with, talented. Yes,
2: uh, he he's also got the second best music taste in the world. He does after me.
3: Pipped to the post by you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Emma and my husband have like a WhatsApp group where yeah, they like <laughs> occasionally <laughs> share like good songs to each other, which is quite funny.
2: He sent one to me the other day, actually, and I haven't listened to it yet. I'm sorry, mate, but I will.
3: He sent you on once that had, like, the lyrics had something about blowjobs in it, and he, he was very embarrassed. He didn't want you to take it the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I think I've made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going <cough>. to <laughs> Oh, That's quite funny. Um, but he is, what I will say about him is he's incredibly supportive, and um, he's just fucking great, he on this, great on this journey. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. Love him. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh. Um, what is something Americans should know that they usually don't about the UK? Ooh. Well, other than the fact that we all drink Tea with the Queen once
3: a week. Yes. And we have to. Um, It rains all the time.
2: It rains all the time except for when there's a heavy mist oh, in London town.
3: A heavy Victorian mist yeah, settling on the
2: city. We all wear, like, the men wear cloaks and top
3: hats and the ladies wear long frocks. Well... Um, I guess people always come to London, don't they? Yeah, they do. London town, which is obviously brilliant. Yeah. But there's loads of really great parts of the UK that um, yeah. often don't get visited.
2: You've, yeah.
3: You've got a house in one of them?
2: I've got a house in Sunny Margate, which is like down in Kent, which is the right, the like southeast corner.
3: Opposite France.
2: Opposite France. <laughs> um, and it is, yeah, it's just like it's a lovely place. Got quite a bad crack problem, but that like, you know, everywhere does. Um, <laughs> Everywhere's got a
3: cat crack problem. <laughs> yeah, and it's
2: got cool art gallery, and it's got like cool stuff going on. Yeah, um, and also the countryside in the UK is amazing.
3: Yeah. Um, what else? We actually have good food. We've got really great food. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, it's not all like Yorkshire puddings and roast yeah. beef.
3: And just to roll that back again, uh, it, lots of good food in London, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Outside of London's not so good.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, um, Mr. Gabby is a really great chef as well. He is a good chef. He's, He's the good. only yeah. chef I know who's better chef John. than, yeah, than yeah. the
3: other half. Oh God, I hope he doesn't listen to this. No, no. <laughs> um, yeah, and we've got a good music scene as well. Music is good here. Yeah, it's good.
2: Yeah, Although we did produce the Beatles.
3: Exactly, well, that's true. I don't know the Beatles. Oh, controversial, guys. There you go. That's a secret. Emma doesn't like the Beatles.
2: I'm not saying I don't like them. I'm just saying I don't love them. I don't, like, revere them.
3: Eh, yeah, right. Yeah, there's some good tracks. Yeah. Anyway,
2: moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> This is a good question. What are your thoughts on the Royal Family? Are you Team William or Team Harry?
3: Oh, I love it. Um. So, what are my thoughts on the Royal Family? I... Basically, like to think of myself as a Republican. Are you? Yeah, like okay. I'm not a royalist. Yeah. Like I don't agree with them fundamentally. Okay. But if you catch me walking past a magazine aisle <laughs> and one of the royals is on the front, yeah. I am having a look. My husband is like always banging on about like my obsession with the royals <laughs> that I that I don't believe in myself, but actually I am obsessed.
2: That's really funny. I
3: love them. Like I follow the... Uh, Kensington Palace on Instagram. Do you? Yeah. Who does that? (laughs) Fans of the
2: royals. (laughs) That's amazing. I I need to follow them. It's just around the corner from here.
3: Ridiculous. How about you?
2: Well, here's a little story. I don't really give a shit. Like, I'm not a Republican, but I'm not a royalist either. Turns out my mum is a massive royalist, and my husband is a massive Republican, and they had a massive row about it at dinner once. Um, I am Team Harry of course everyone's team Harry no one likes William he's too much of a goody two-shoes
3: yeah
2: I mean he's a nice young man he's He's uh... actually quite a lot older than me but Harry is like cheeky and good and also love Meghan Markle yeah um, got quite annoyed that she got knocked up straight away considering her age.
3: Yeah, we were all pissed off about that. Got in a
2: really bad mood about that. But then I, now I just feel really sorry for her because of her horrible family. Yeah. Just being bastards to her.
3: And she's getting slated in the press, which is unfair. Which is
2: so unfair because she's, she, all she does is exist.
3: Yeah. She barely talks. And then when she does, she says nice things. Yeah,
2: exactly. And she's very beautiful. She's very she's beautiful. She's a bit edgier than Kate. Like she's much, her clothes are nicer. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate's fucking boring. She buys all her clothes from this shop called Reese and I just hate Reese sorry
3: <laughs> she yeah she is a bit boring but you know I still like Kate as well
2: Kate like, you know fine I don't like how skinny she is considering she's had three kids I think she needs to eat more
3: yeah she probably needs a sandwich it's
2: very important that she eats a pie or two yeah 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 um Megan I just feel so like my heart goes out to her
3: mm, yeah absolutely so yeah I've um I've been to Buckingham Palace a couple of times all right yeah right I was doing some work for them whatever would you believe and anyway so I went in one day and um they like confiscate your phone the minute you walk in the door and yeah. stuff like that and me and my boss were leaving and they had the one of the changing of the guards or something so as we left the door the the gates outside were just there was throngs of people and they were all staring at us as we walked out and like walked <laughs> across this courtyard like down the path everyone was were just like very exposed and i fucking loved that
2: were you like get out of my way peasants
3: yeah i was like yes i'm important <laughs> i've been to the palace on important business oh. <laughs> it's hilarious. hilarious
2: so you do actually have tea with the queen
3: uh well yeah no. not 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 the queen <laughs> i must say i wasn't working for the queen
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> um final question what's your favorite vacation spot
3: that is a great question Well, given that I'm coming to New York next Mm -hmm. week, I'm going to say America?
2: Yeah, it's mine too. Really? Yeah, absolutely it is. Wow. Because I just feel like in the US, you've got everything. You've got, you want to go skiing, you go skiing. You want to go to the beach, you go to the beach. Like, you don't have to go anywhere for that shit.
3: Yeah, it is pretty incredible. I've only been once before, to be fair, Um, and I went to visit, I've got friends in Savannah and Mm -hmm. in Charleston. Oh, yeah. So I went and did a little tour of the deep south yeah you had the Camaro um, didn't you yeah I got Camaro yeah. that was crazy so cliche sorry everyone <laughs> um and yeah just did a little tour went to Atlanta went to Smoky Mountains that is amazing just had a very very nice time basically yeah. and yeah I'm really looking forward to going to New York
2: we've done two tours we've done the east coast and the west coast
3: oh yeah the west coast is next so my friend lives in LA he's getting married next year so we'll be oh, going to LA for that
2: god it's just do you know what? at one point when we did the west coast we were driving up the um east side of the Sierra Nevadas. Mm-hmm. And we were just driving on this road and on one side was desert and on the other side was snow capped mountains and it was just fucking incredible. Like you don't get scenery like that. Yeah.
3: Do you know what is? It's like the bigness of the states, it's right? So it's big. so big. everything is so big. Big. Everything in the UK is small. Yes. We are just dainty. small and dainty. Yeah. yeah. There's not enough space here. Whereas it's just vast. It is. Um yeah, so I would say America.
2: Other than that, I like Italy.
3: Yes. I've just rediscovered Greece.
2: Oh, I'm going to Italy uh, in May. And mm. I'm so excited. I have my honeymoon there. Oh, and I put nice. on half a stone, which is seven pounds. That's a lot. Um, Just from eating pasta.
3: Oh, great times. Mm-hmm. Tell you what I didn't like. For my honeymoon, we went to Bali. You didn't like that? It's a bit of a misstep. Oh, May. Yeah, yeah. It's just not, not really us, you know? We're kind of like city people. Yeah. Maybe beach people, but like... Bali was just too touristy too overdone yeah
2: okay note to self do
3: not go there yeah well maybe do but up to mm. you right guys okay well it's been lovely speaking to you all wow that's it yeah amazing well guys yeah um lovely to speak to you and um come and listen to our podcast yeah come for come more of this podcast. hot waffle yeah
2: <laughs> see you later guys bye bye, bye.
1: Thanks Gabby and Emma for answering our questions. Yeah, that was great. I wanted to respond to
0: some of their some of their answers.
1: Okay, we'll do this for out of the box. The
0: bo- uh, out of the, the box. box
1: every time.
0: Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about them
1: being team Harry? I I mean, I'm team Harry too. So I can't blame I, them yeah. For... I'm, I'm totally team Harry now. Were you not before? He,
0: well, okay. When I was like a preteen, middle schooler-ish age, Harry was not the looker. <laughs> His big brother William was. Yeah. But they said William's really boring, so. I mean, as they got older, Harry definitely seemed to be like the, the better hang you know
1: yeah he seemed like he he had a lot of fun
0: yeah he did which come on I mean he I don't know if this is how they think but if it were me I would much rather be little brother or a little sister to big brother because I don't want to have to worry about being the king of England someday I just want to live in the palace and like do whatever I want and ride in all the cars and wear all the fancy clothes and have no responsibilities
1: yeah at this point there's really no way that harry would be king right i mean there is a way but <laughs> you know what i mean i th- wouldn't william and kate have to die and his know. children
0: oh right 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 so then the little guy yeah yeah, yeah i don't know mm. yep yep so he's just having <laughs> okay. fun Right, him and Megan, I Markle. mean, she did get, yeah, she seems really cool too. Megan and Kates, they both seem like, I don't know, they, they're so sophisticated and pretty and lovely. That's why they're princesses. Right. What do you think about the queen?
1: I don't know. I really know not much about the uh, royal English people. The you royals. Know, the royals.
0: I don't know much about her either, except that like anytime you see her on TV or even or like in movies or something, it's just like she's four feet of like don't fuck with me, (laughs) like (laughs) pretty much, yeah. You know she is has everyone just in line step, yeah. As she drinks her tea with her pinky out, yeah. She does seem very stern. She does. Which I think is what you'd want in a monarch, right? I
1: don't know. I don't, I mean, I think that she's just kind of a figurehead. figurehead. Right, Uh, right, right. Is she making decisions? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs)
0: Uh, Okay. I feel validated by Emma's views on the Beatles. (laughs) Sarah's shaking her head. (laughs)
1: Listen. I, I, Emma, I agree with you. I was rooting for you, Emma. <laughs>
0: no, we can't be friends. <laughs> Emma, you and I can be friends. Did yeah, this just I, turn into A S M R Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I like the Beatles. I just don't think they're as, I, whatever. I like them. I just don't think they're God's greatest gift to humanity, like some people. That's all I'm saying.
1: I don't want to fight with you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well, what's some things we can agree on? What What would you say is, like, one of your favorite British things? Or people? Or movies? I feel like Peter would say Monty Python. <laughs> yeah, right? Peter would definitely say Monty Python.
1: My favorite yeah. British you caught me off guard here these
0: are a few of my favorite things that's a cute that's a hint on mine you that sounded good well julie andrews is definitely one of the best thing that's things that's ever come out of great britain
1: i would probably say the beatles
0: (laughs) okay next (laughs) no that really i think no you're right i think the music in general from Great Britain you know the British invasion Like they, they have so much They have such a rich History of music I mean they have so Many good bands The Beatles the Stones
1: uh, Led Zeppelin Pink Floyd uh, Queen Yeah the Beatles Taught the, me how to play guitar
0: You and every other 12 year old boy <laughs> that, That's true <laughs> Oh, David Bowie. Ah, yes.
1: The, the Who, and of course the Spice Girls, as you mentioned earlier. I mean, I'm sure that's there's fun. some recent ones. Oh yeah, One Direction,
0: uh, Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I was gonna say you too, and then I was like, wait a second. No, no, no. that's no. not. Nope.
0: No, no, <laughs> no, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, should we, um, in the episode, should we read this in a British
1: accent? Oh, I'm just, I'm not good at it. <laughs> I know, that's why I want to hear you try.
0: <laughs> Wait, let's see if I could, I don't.
1: <laughs> you okay. go first.
0: Don't worry. Okay, we'll cut this out if it sucks or if it's lame. Here we go. I'll start. Before I do that, let me say one more time, thanks to Gabby and Emma. And like I said, go listen to their, this is confusing, isn't it? Go listen to their podcast, the episode that came out today, if you want to hear our answers from their questions. And if you're new here, once again, thank you for joining us. Okay, we also have a closed Facebook group. (laughs) 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 called The Infertile Mafia. How am I doing? Uh, You are doing well. well. Let's see. I don't... Let's see. You sounded good. You sounded
1: very proper.
0: So not My Fair Lady style. I could do... Okay. Follow us on Instagram. (laughs) That doesn't (laughs) sound right. That Infertile Mafia Podcast. I also like how they say... They say podcast. podcast. How do they say it? They, they, like, drop the D. They're just, like, podcast. cost. Oh. It's so cute.
1: I've never feel noticed. Free to send us,
0: feel free to send us an... I gotta drop it. Okay. Feel free to send us an email, as always, to infertilemafia at gmail.com. And, guys, if you like the episode, if you like the podcast, don't forget to su- subscribe. And, as always, give us a rating, a review. Send us an email. We love to hear from you. Um, And let's all keep talking more about eggs and bowls and stuff. Next
1: week, it's (laughs) National (laughs) Infertility. I can't do this, I cannot do this. (laughs) Awareness week. (laughs) National Infertility. (laughs) 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 The theme of this year's Infertility Awareness Week. This sounds, I think this is Australian. You you sound like a British person with a Texas accent.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does kind of, that, which kind of is kind of Australian-y. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: keep going, keep going. I Can't Do This is Infertility Uncovered. Yes. Kyla and I, I think I can't do, I'm doing Australian, and it's probably yeah, not even... Are. Australia, no. <laughs> right? Uh, Kayla and I will be releasing an episode every day for N I A W. Yeah, every day. That's right. And and we'll be also stripping. <laughs> we'll be we'll also, also stripping. We'll also be stripping. That's right.
0: Now, if you didn't make the connection there, <laughs> it's infertility uncovered. So Sarah and I are gonna uncover ourselves.
1: I'm a little nervous about this now. No, don't be nervous, man.
0: So because this is a podcast and you only listen to it, we will be playing. We will be providing a few short videos of us stripping if anyone is interested or cares.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but people are like unsubscribe. <laughs> They're like, uh, no thanks. <laughs> yeah no but for real
0: National Infertility Awareness Week is next week and we want to do our part so we are releasing an episode every day um, as part of that because we think it's important so definitely join us next week and as always guys thanks Thanks for for joining joining the the infertile mafia
3: bye bye